Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, this is Memorial Day weekend. And it is a very special weekend. And uh, we want to make sure that we acknowledge those who have paid their all in behalf of our country. Amen. Amen. Let's give a hand to those families that are mourning loved ones today. I think about the World War II veterans and I often hear stories about their coming home from war and, and hiding their medals, never telling their families the heroic things that they did. And their families don't find out until after they passed away in some cases and they got these medals hidden away of great valor that they showed in the midst of battle. And that's the America that we all ought to know and love. That's the, not the America that's promoted, sadly, in most of our colleges and universities today, or even our public schools, but that's the America that we know and love. And those are the kinds of people that we produce. Uh, and we, we've got to honor and, and remember that and not allow our young ones uh, to be plied with this anti-American sentiment that is so prevalent in so many of our institutions. But remember the heroism, the bravery that so many have showed uh, at, at moments of danger that it's hard to even fathom. You look at those newsreels of our people storming the beaches of Normandy, and it's almost how could any human being do that? But they did it. They did it. And they died by the thousands, but they did it and ultimately put a stop to one of the great evils uh, of, of all of human history, Adolf Hitler uh, and his, his Nazi regime. And you know, to think that, that people would call us Nazis when we know all too well the sacrifice that our nation made to stop Nazism, and then people would call us Nazis because we are holding fast to the word of God. And it, it, is, it is an ultimate insult but of course, I think again, many of them are just ignorant. They don't know history, but some of them do, and they're just using it because they figure the ones who are ignorant of history won't know any better, and they'll easily succumb to that kind of, of, uh, of name-calling and disparaging comments toward those who hold fast to a biblical worldview as opposed to the, the leftist Marxist socialist worldview that is being pushed on us today. Uh, but nothing is going to deter us from honoring our heroes. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. So you see a service person in uniform, thank them for their service if you get a chance to talk to them. Amen? It, it'll, it, it will be an encouragement to them to, to be reminded, in spite of all the junk going on around us, that what they're doing for our country is appreciated. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So I want to talk to you today. Uh, from John chapter 15, verse 13, just one verse. And by the way, if you're watching right now on live stream, we're so glad to have you with us. Uh, make sure you go to our website, thecall.org afterwards. In fact, you can watch the program on thecall.org, but make sure you go to thecall.org and, and sign up and let us know that you've, you've been watching and, and how the program has blessed you and, 
And uh, we encourage you to, to contribute so that we can keep doing this, keep getting the word out. But the most important thing is just hearing from you and knowing that our programming is a blessing to you, knowing that what we're putting out there is a blessing to you. That's the most important thing. Uh, but we encourage you, by, by all means, share with us so that we can, keep, we can keep expanding our reach and keep reaching more people. We are about to go on television. We're, we're closer. I know I seem to say that a lot of, every Sunday, but we are getting closer. We're making progress. We're almost there. Uh, I think we've got about eight programs already, with one exception. I've got to get a promotional video done to drop in at the end of each program so that people who want to get more of our materials can do so. But we're almost at that point. I suspect that that will be done sometime this week or in the next week to 10 days. And that takes us into almost mid-June. And we should be getting programs off to te television stations by mid-June, which means that we ought to be on the air sometime early July on a number of different networks. So, so be praying that the Lord will complete that and, and, and open up some additional doors of opportunity that we don't now necessarily anticipate. Amen? Amen. 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 So, so all of these things cost money, obviously, and we're just encouraging people, if you want to see this message continue to get out, uh, please help us to do so. All right, Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 4, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, of course, and if you've got that, you can read along with me. Um, but it says the following. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be blessed on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Wow. That day is coming. That day is coming when there will be no more war. Ever again. No more weapons, no more fighting, no more combat ever again. But that day is not now. That day is not now. That's not the world we live in yet. And you know, sadly, there are some misguided people in our country who believe that our ability to defend ourselves against the evil in the world is not important. In fact, they denigrate it. I just mentioned in my prayer earlier, colleges and universities around the country that are teaching our young people to hate their own country. Well, you all know, don't you, that most colleges and universities now don't want ROTC on campus. They don't want it. They, they think that somehow exposing our young people to the military, somehow doing them a disservice. I mean, think of how we've changed so remarkably in just a generation when they ought to be proud to have the ROTC on campus and proud to have young people who want to serve. And instead, they shut it like it's some sort of plague. And they, I guess they think somehow if some other nation 
wants to attack us, we would just magically, uh, maybe if we surrender, they wouldn't want to bother us anymore. I mean, it's not like unilateral disarmament. If we just put down our arms, every other nation will too. I mean, it's, it's just it's crazy thinking. And yet that's what we're confronted with today. In fact, there are people who not only don't want us to be able to defend ourselves, they hate this country. In fact, one of Bernie Sanders' um, uh, supporters when he was running for president said that it, it, would be, it might be good if America got conquered by another nation. We would learn our lesson. Yeah, I mean, this is the crazy stuff you hear from Americans. Um, and one of them said, yeah, of course we would have to have concentration camps because we've got to denazify people. That, that's the way some of our fellow citizens feel about our own country and our people. I was just reminded of Ward Churchill. I was trying to remember his name, and I finally got it. Uh, Ward Churchill, who uh, was a professor out at the University of Colorado, and he's the one who said he got fired, thank God, after a long, bitter controversy. But he's the one who said that the 3,000 Americans, or 3,000 people, most of them were Americans, but some were not, who were killed on 911 deserved it because all they did was kill the little Nazis. I mean, yeah, a, a, an American who thinks that way about our own country and about our people, that somehow they deserve to be killed at 911. I mean, you know, it's hard to fathom people thinking that way. But yet, we've got people in our country who do think that way. And yet, and yet, America has done more to help the world than any other country that's ever existed. Um, and, and, and by the way, you know what's sad? Some people who think that way claim to be Christians. I, they do. I mean, I, I have met some Christians who have that kind of antipathy toward the country. And yet, so you have to wonder, well, again, is this ignorance or is this just venality and hatefulness? Because if you care about Jesus, if you love Jesus, you've got to know that there's been no country on earth that has promoted the gospel of Jesus Christ more than the United States of America. I mean, we've set the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world like no other country ever has. And yet, and yet the left would tell us, oh yeah, but those were white missionaries trying to advance white culture and all this nonsense. Just, just silliness. Because who cares who they were? As long as they were advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they were advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ, by the way, because there are a lot of saved people whose testimonies I've heard that they got saved by some missionary sent to their country who proclaimed the gospel. Have you all seen uh, that, that movie? I think it's called The Tip of the Sword. Um, the Tip of the Sword, Edge of the Sword, about these missionaries down in the Amazon who went down there. And, and these guys were all, they were Americans, I believe. I think they were all Americans. It might, have not, might not have been all Americans, but they were Americans, all of European ancestry. And they went down into the Amazon, and they had made up their minds that they would allow themselves to be killed before they defended themselves because they were there to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ and that it would be better for them to die and for the people they were trying to reach to ultimately go to heaven by seeing their witness than to defend themselves and fight them and kill them. And they all were killed. Every single one of them killed for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're going to tell me that a country that produces such people is, is just purely evil? 
and that we as Christians ought to resent our country when you see that kind of Christian heroism, that kind of Christian courage and, and Christian love. He had to explain. I remember one of them had to explain to his son. He said, well, daddy, if they attack you, will you fight back? And he said, no, son, I can't. I can't. Uh, you all know that the word Uncle Tom has become a disparagement, which the left uses to denounce anybody, any black person who does not agree with their leftist Marxist socialist indoctrination. And they, they, they never read the story Uncle Tom's Cabin, because if they had, they would know that Uncle Tom was a hero. He was a Christian hero. Because, because what he did was there were two women who escaped the, the plantation of Simon Legree, and Simon Legree wanted to find them. Um, Uncle Tom would not tell him who they were, or that wouldn't tell them, he knew who they were, but wouldn't tell them where they went, wouldn't give, them, give him any information at all, and he began to beat Uncle Tom. And the criticism of Uncle Tom, even by some of the fellow slaves, was you are big enough, strong enough, you could kill Simon Legree. And Uncle Tom said, yeah, but if I kill him, he's going to hell. If he kills me, I'm going to heaven. And I'm not going to kill him because I want him to see my witness and, and get saved. He was interested in Simon Legree's soul. I mean, that's the kind of person who stands before Jesus. And Jesus says, well done. But, but the left used the term Uncle Tom to, de to, 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 to depict somebody who is a fool and an idiot and a, a sycophant and, and somebody lacking in courage and all of that when he's exactly the opposite. That's the kind of person, now that was a fictional story, but, but I'm sure that Harriet Beecher Stowe was, was depicting something that she had heard and witnessed. Because remember, slaves did not come here as Christians for the most part, and they ended up getting converted in America because they allowed them to at least hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, yeah, they perverted it, but nevertheless, people got saved. And their whole attitude changed, amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. There's plenty to be proud of, godly proud of about this nation. And by the way, no other nation was ever established on the grounds that rights and freedom don't come from government. Every other nation prior to ours took the view that whatever rights you have, whatever freedom you have, it is the grant of the king or it is the grant of the of the emperor. America came along and took this unique notion that, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not the grant of anybody, but almighty God himself. Not even the majority grants you your rights. Your rights are granted by almighty God, which, by the way, is why. And you're going to see this be more explicit in time to come. But there's an attack on the Declaration of Independence and an attack on the Constitution. A, because, quote unquote, they're written by white men who were slave, who were slave owners. That's one. But the other is that underlies that they don't like the fact that rights and liberties come from almighty God. See, because if, right and liberties, if rights and liberties come from almighty God, you can't get from almighty God the right for same-sex marriage. Because that's against God's word. That's not, that's not a right God gives to human beings. And you can't get the right to abort an unborn baby. That's not a right God gives to human beings. And you can't get the right to be recognized 
as someone of a different gender when you announce yourself a great big man, you announce yourself a woman, and now it's, you have a right that everybody's supposed to bow to that and call you by certain pronouns and, and call you by a different name. And if they don't, they should be fined or even in California imprisoned for misgendering. That's not a right God's going to give you. You got to get God out of the picture so we can make up some rights on our own which is exactly what the Supreme Court did in Roe v. Wade and Obergefell versus Hodges. They just made it up. They decided they wanted this to happen, and they just made it happen. Because there's nothing in the Constitution that justifies abortion or justifies same-sex marriage. That's just something they made up out of whole cloth. It is the law of the land now, and, and we know we respect the law of the land, but I say I don't respect that as a reality. It's what we used to call, what I used to call when I was practicing law, we call it a legal fiction. Meaning it doesn't comport with reality, but the law says it, so we treat it real for purposes of the law, but it's not real. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, too many Christians, here's where it gets dicey, and pastors are going along with this. Just sitting by silent. And got the nerve to criticize me and tell me, well, you, you're, you're too political. Everything I just talked to you about is in the word of God. Every single word of it. So what they really mean is don't apply the word, to, uh, word of God to that because that's our little bailiwick and that's our little thing. And, and we don't want to be separated from the Democrat Party and its crazy policies. So don't, don't bring that up. Just, just leave that aside. But see, what they don't understand, I don't care what party it hits. I don't care. I wouldn't care if it was the Republican Party, the Constitution Party, the Democrat Party. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is whether we're going to be a nation whose God is the Lord. That's what I care about. Because, see, I don't believe that our brave men and, 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 and women in the service died for same-sex marriage or died to kill an unborn baby or died for some confused man to think he's a woman or some woman to think she's a... I, 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 they died for our fundamental liberties under God Almighty the right to freedom of speech, the right to freedom of thought, the right to freedom of action, the right to keep and bear arms, the right to, in other words, to defend ourselves and our families against those who would do us harm, those fundamental rights that God has given us that no government should ever be able to take away. I believe that's what they paid their all for, amen? That's why they went and fought against uh, uh, the, the Islamic terrorists of 911 because it was clear that, and they expressed it, their, their goal is to bring down the United States of America, to subjugate us. And pastors are, are going along with it, and Christians are going along with it and being silent. And, and there's only one word for what they are doing. Cowardice. Cowardice. The word says in Revelation 21.8, but the cowardly. The unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, don't you wonder, wow, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters listed with the cowardly? Wow. Seems a little harsh. But you know why I believe that the word of God puts that, those together? Because if you're a coward, you're going to be unbelieving. 
you're a coward because you don't believe that God will take care of you. You don't believe that God is sufficient. And so you, 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 you're trying to protect yourself and you're trying to make sure everything is, 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 is based upon your own selfish needs and desires. So you are unbelieving or you're cowardly, says the abominable, because you, you turn a blind eye to any abominable thing because you don't want to get yourself into controversy. It's about you. You're a coward. Or you're a coward because you'll watch people be murdered and ignore it. Like the list of 92 innocent children murdered in the last year and five months that barely make a news story. I went to Richmond to, to, to talk to this pastor about this young woman and her three-month-old baby gunned down, sitting outside enjoying the nice weather, and some thugs decided they were going to shoot it out and, and kill that mother and her young child right there. I stood at the spot where they found their bodies. But we don't, we don't, we're not going to talk about that because that's not important. The only thing that's important is if police officers involved. But I tell you what, nobody would argue that 92 young black men have been killed by police officers in the last year and five months, but 92 children have, and you don't hear a word about it. Now, why don't the politicians talk about this? Why don't pastors talk about this? Because they're cowards. Amen. You, you say, well, wait a minute, Bishop. Now, now you say they're cowards, but, but who could oppose that? The people who have a political narrative that says the only thing that matters is when police are involved. They don't want you bringing up anything else because they see that as a distraction. So then it can't really be about black lives. Not really. No, it's about a political agenda. And when they can use the death of a black person for the agenda, fine. But when they can't, just kick them aside because they don't matter. Say, well, wait a minute. That, I haven't heard anybody say that. They might as well. That's how they, that's, their behavior tells you that. I mean, I don't know whether you all have caught any of these parents, grandparents on television pleading, pleading. Won't somebody pay attention? One woman I saw from Minneapolis, 10-year-old child fighting for his life in critical condition, shot down in some crossfire gang. And she said, do you have to be a thug in order for it to matter? Do you have to be killed by a police officer or shot by a police officer in order for it to matter? Does my 10-year-old grandson not matter to anybody? So because I don't see anybody concerned about this. And she wasn't any Republican operative or, or conservative activist. She's just a grandmother seeing the lying hypocrisy in this whole thing. Because she's saying, well, now, wait a minute. If black lives really matter, what about my 10-year-old grandson? Sorry, grandma, he doesn't count because he doesn't fit our narrative. 92 children dead, barely a word spoken. And see, and if you're, if, if you're a coward, you certainly don't want to talk about abortion. Because after all, you know, you're going to be accused of interfering with a woman's reproductive rights. That's not a reproductive right. That's a right to kill your baby. It's not reproductive. But, but you, know, you, you can't say that because after all, Planned Parenthood is shooting money your way. Yeah, a lot of these people are bought off. Shouldn't surprise us, Mar Margaret Sanger did that from the very beginning. She bought off people who she thought she could use for her purposes. 
Over a million babies aborted every year. Silence. Uh, 400,000 of them, 37 to 40 percent, depending upon the community, 37 to 47 percent, 37 to 40 percent of them black babies. In New York, more babies are aborted than born. And yet, and yet we're told if there's a dis racial disparity, oh, something must be wrong. Something, let's look at that. Let's, let's examine that because this is, this, is, this is a matter of social injustice, except when it comes to the killing of unborn babies. Then the disparity doesn't really matter. We're not going to look at that. And in spite of the fact that Margaret Sanger was a rabid racist, a rabid racist, who think of the arrogance of this. This woman actually believed that she knew best who should live or die. She actually thought, and, and I'm not exaggerating this at all, she actually thought that black babies should be wiped out because we don't need more of those. She thought that what she called the feeble-minded should be wiped out. We don't need more of those. And feeble-minded, in her mind, I guess a child may be born who is autistic or a child may be born with any kind of mental disabilities or physical disabilities, wipe them out. She called them weeds that needed to be ripped up. This woman was a monster. And, 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 and a, she actually spoke to the Ku Klux Klan on numerous occasions because she shared their viewpoint. And they were glad to have her as a guest speaker. And you got bust in the civil rights area of the, the, the National Portrait Gallery with Margaret Sanger in the middle of that, which to me is just a way of just spitting in the eye of black folks. And, and, and they just sit there and take it like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And you got politicians taking money from that abominable organization. Cowards. Amen. Cowards. Because they don't have God, so you might as well just use the devil. And you all know I told you that the Satanic Temple sued in Texas and said that the Texas courts... Uh, that, 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 um, that the Texas law against uh, abortion, that was limiting abortion, was interfering with their religious liberty, they said, because abortion is a satanic ritual. Yep. Truth. That's the truth. And you got people who claim to be for the black community and claim to be so, I'm concerned about social justice and watching babies die by the millions and won't say a word. I think the number is at 50 million, 60 million babies since, since Roe v. Wade. Cowards. Besides that, look, these people are not after justice. They're, they're interested in power. That's what this is all about, which is why they can ignore things that you would think are obvious. Amen? Amen. Amen. And by the way, here's another one. And please hear this well. This whole LGBTQ movement is after your children. They are after your children. And you still have pastors too cowardly to call it out. Because look, what do you think Drag Queen Story Hour is about? That's not about making children. How are you going to make a, a, a kindergartner sensitive to to, to, to the LGBTQ movement. No, you're recruiting them.